Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive. Lately, there's been a lot of talk about a new app in Regina and throughout Saskatchewan called Offstreet, and joining me to talk about it and their journey to bringing out an app and promoting the app is Matt Fallman. Well, Matt, welcome ver- welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and Offstreet? Sure. Uh, my name is Matt Fallman. I'm co-founder and CEO of Offstreet Technology. Uh, we're a Regina-based startup. What we do is we've built a platform uh, that allows people that have private parking spots to rent them out to drivers on a daily basis. Um, so we had the idea about a year ago and started working on development. Um, yeah, about a year ago. We did our beta version in March of 2017 uh, and just tried to collect user feedback and iterate the product based on what people were saying. Uh, We went live on the App Store June 13th and as of now we're only in Regina and we're looking to expand to Saskatoon but eventually take it kind of rest of Western Canada. So what is uh, you and your partners Kyle? Yeah. What's your background? Uh, So my background, I'm on the business side of things, Kyle's the tech side of things. Uh, I went to the U of R here, graduated about five years ago, uh, majored in finance, uh, really has no application to what I'm doing today, (laughs) which I think is a common thread. Um, uh, After school, I enrolled in a postgraduate uh, finance program, did that for a couple years. I was working at a financial shop in Regina, and then I quit my job as of about three months ago to do this full time. It was just uh, I had a good job, no complaints, good coworkers, but ultimately I wanted to do my own thing, and that's just where I felt I wanted to go. Oh, good. We'll talk about that. But um, where did the idea, I guess, stem from of Off Street? <laughs> uh, it's a funny story. I get asked that a lot. Yeah. Um, ultimately, what happened was I had a poor experience with parking myself. Uh, I was able to walk to work because I lived close, and then one day I had a doctor's appointment, so I had to take my car and. Uh, I found the experience of parking for a daily rate just to be terrible. Uh, you couldn't reserve a spot beforehand, couldn't pay through my phone. I had to go to like a kiosk and get a piece of paper that I put in my windshield. And I thought like the technology is so behind in this industry and software would solve a lot of these problems. And that was kind of the seed idea. And then I started talking to my co-founder, uh, Kyle Smith, and we kind of went back and forth under how would we approach this problem? And uh, here we are today. So how do you approach that problem? How do you, what are the, like from this, boy, uh, this, this uh, whole sector is behind the times, uh, now what? <laughs> That's a big challenge because I do feel that a lot of people probably get ideas. Uh, and then the, the challenge is how do you translate that into something material? Um, so what we did is we thought, what is like the lowest hanging fruit in the industry? And for us, that was the uh, consumer side. So if we could come in and build a product um, that would allow, you know, residential consumers to rent out their spot to other just consumers, not dealing with lots or anything like that, uh, that would be our footway into the industry. Uh, But long term, our goal is probably to provide software for lot operators and managers. Okay, I was going to say because wouldn't it, it would seem natural to me that you you find this archaic system and you go, well, maybe I could just build an app and sell it to Impark or something like that. But I, I, the the challenge there is, um, you know, if you are a nobody, which we are, how do we get a meeting with them? You know, how are they going to trust us to build software? I think you need to build up your personal brand first and demonstrate that you're a legitimate company and you guys are responsible. 
and then you can start having those, uh, I guess, more adult conversations. <laughs> so the idea of then, I guess, tapping into the sharing economy and saying, hey, well, you know, you've got a parking spot and rent it out. Um, what, what is involved in making that happen? Yeah, I mean, we, we base our model essentially on like the Airbnb model without trying to rip them off totally. Uh, but really, it came down to <laughs> if you look around like the general hospital where we did our pilot project, um, the lots are full. The streets are full. You walk down an alley and there's a bunch of open spots. Just that logically, we think people would pay to park there um, rather than having to be stuck in two hour parking, having to move their car and getting tickets, especially in the winter. Um, so the, the challenge then is, okay, now we have a product. Uh, we know what our market is, but how do we physically get it to them? And uh, that is going to be our largest challenge as a company. Um, so. We deal with the two-sided marketplace. So we have hosts, that's people who own the spots, and drivers, people booking them. Um, what we found is it's very easy to find drivers uh, just because they're the ones who have an actual problem and they're looking for solutions. And they get recommended word of mouth, which is really nice. The challenge is finding hosts. Um, we've done a combination of social media, even door-to-door, and we've been fortunate. We've been able to get some media attention here which has really helped in that recruitment phase, but that, that's gonna be our, our large challenge. Yeah, especially as you move into markets where it's not a new thing anymore, or I guess you're, you're less novel, and then all of a sudden it's, okay, what's, what's the work we have to do? What kind of, when you say door-to-door, what, what do you mean? Oh, like as old school as it gets, physically walking down alleys, finding out who has spots that are open during the day, returning there after dinner, knocking on their door, then trying to pitch to them. <laughs> It's uh, very glamorous work. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so it's not handing out a brochure or anything. It's like literally, let's have a conversation about this. Literally, let's yeah. have a conversation. So mm-hmm. I think that's important um, fundamentally because you really need to know your customer. I think this is important in all business. And uh, this is the one opportunity we have where we're so small that you know the people who founded the company can talk to all of our users which is really important. If we were 10 times the size, it would be unrealistic to do that. But the one advantage of being small is you can know your customers intimately and figure out exactly what they want and try to build for them. So that's kind of in the the stage that we're at now is trying to really understand our customers and build specifically for them. That will likely be really important for you as you grow, just having that grounding, right? And We think that right now we're basically building a solid foundation and we have a very small user base. Uh, realistically, we're probably closer to a project than a business as of today. But we want to build a really strong foundation uh, based on understanding our customers so that that does eventually kind of scale. Okay, so project, not a business right now. So that begs me to ask, Matt, you, you quit your job. You're, this is a big commitment for you. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people have said, like, isn't that kind of risky? Um, but... I think, like, if you try to, so I, when I made the decision, I tried to look at, like, what will I regret more when I'm on my deathbed, <laughs> and what gives me a higher chance of making a larger impact? So using those two frameworks, it was kind of a no-brainer. Um, and then I didn't just quit my job the moment I had the plan. Uh, basically, I kept working and saved up a, a decent amount of money so that I could, you know, survive without taking a salary and kind of budget in into the future. But I think if I was, you know, 50 years old and still working a corporate job, uh, 
I might look back and say, why didn't I take that shot when I didn't have kids or a mortgage? As you see you know? somebody else develop the same thing. Exactly. Or similar, yeah. So it, it is like a low probability of a high payoff. Yeah. But I think that in terms of uh, risk taking ability, really, I can't get better off than I am today. So on your in your door knocking and knowing your clients, how's it been? What 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 kind of reception do you get with Off Street? Uh, so it's surprisingly positive. Um, I think one of the differences between me doing door to door sales and a door to door salesman is I'm not trying to get you to buy something. I'm asking you if you'll sell something, which is a totally different conversation. Um, so initially, I try to emphasize within you know 10 seconds not trying to buy anything or not trying to get you to buy anything. We're here with a pitch where you could monetize something you already have. Um, and that disarms people a lot. Uh, and I think that's really important to, to get communicated early. Mm-hmm. And what's the reaction been? More often than not, it's positive. A lot of people are interested. Uh, the biggest pushback we get is people saying, uh, you know what, I just need the spot. Um, more often like I know that it might have been open today but we're gonna we have friends over you know I've got kids that work at the hospital whatever it is mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, tend to say yeah we just need the spot even though it was open today or whatever so what kind of iterations have you gone through with the app itself and what uh, changes have you made as you've developed it and so um, the core functionality that we wanted to have in the first version of the product simply the ability to tap on a spot on a map uh, have a spot pull up and reserve it through your phone. Uh, we process the payment and you enter your credit card and, and that was about it. Um, we've built off of that and just added um, like a search bar in a map. So you type in an address and then it'll pull up the closest available spot, which is just a nice upgrade for consumers. Uh, we've taken, we've upgraded the f- quality of our photos, which was important. We learned that from consumers and did some Photoshop to put in like white lines around them to kind of guide people. Oh, okay. uh, we made an emphasis. Yeah. Uh, so we built in GPS coordinates so that uh, when you book a spot, you can immediately pull up Google Maps and it'll show you exactly where it is. Um, that's important because when you're going through alleys, it's always not it's not always the easiest to find. So we found that giving clear instructions is really important. And then we've also done a bit of work with onboarding. Um, so when someone signs up and downloads the app, uh, we want to reach out to them personally and say, hey, this is how the product works. Um, if you have any issues, contact me directly. So then I think you kind of build that human connection and they have someone to reach out to. So you're in Regina. You're hoping to grow within Regina as well, I assume. And um, is that... Yeah, I think... So Regina, we kind of viewed as more of a test market than anything. We wanted to validate the idea. Um, we have a lot of room to grow here. Um, and we will... And then Saskatoon was essentially, well, how do we launch in a new city? What are the hurdles we have to get over? Um, How do you go into a place where you don't really know anyone relative to your hometown? And that's kind of the learning lesson from that. And what are the hurdles? What, What do you need to do to open up in a new city? So... What we did, uh, we ran into a minor hiccup with City Hall. Uh, I don't know if you saw the article in the Star Phoenix, but essentially, so we went down there for like a week and we did, you know, door knocking and talking to people who worked at the Royal University Hospital. That was the neighborhood we were going for. And we kind of built up our little list of here's our initial 10 users or whatever it was. Um, And we reached out to the press and kind of told them our story. And then 
yeah, an article was published saying City Hall is at odds with that, and and then the media really got interested. <laughs> and, uh, oh, controversy! Yeah. yeah, I've been on the phone ever since. Um, so, I think a couple of the learning lessons there is um, we're going to have to work with the cities and be preact uh, proactive and make sure we're talking to them beforehand um, because we're way too small to go in and pick a fight with city council, regardless of where we are. Right. Uh, we just don't have the resources to deal with that kind of stuff. And given that our product, it would work in Regina, it would work in London, it would work anywhere, right? Um, we're not confined geographically. So if it doesn't work in Saskatoon, it doesn't work in Saskatoon, pick another city, move on. Um, and that's our most likely path forward. What do you think will be, what, if, what are you going to do, or maybe I'm uh, just jumping the gun, but to protect this, to stop, I guess, not stop, but to protect it? Um, so I think there, there's two points to that. I, I've heard people say like, well, what do you do if X company, large company, moves into your area? Um, <laughs> you can't do anything about that. But I do think it's more likely that companies die from suicide than being killed by another company. If you look at like Google, they're a great example. They're probably the most powerful company in the tech sector. They have infinite resources of grade A developers and access to abundance of cheap capital. And they have had so many product flops. Um, and I think it's a lot harder to enter a new market than to defend your own market. Um, I'm not sure exactly why that is. Maybe you just have more to lose by being defensive. Uh, but just because a big company wants to come in, there's no guarantee that they're going to succeed. No. Yeah. Well, it is uh, one of the immutable laws of marketing that first is best. So yeah. if you're first out, first up, then you own that position, hopefully, in people's minds. Are you marketing that at all? Or is there a need to at this point, I guess? Well, so to the other half of, of the earlier question, um, I think that marketplaces like the one we're building, they kind of have like regional monopolies. So right now, I don't feel like there'd be an attractive option for another company to try to set up the same thing we're doing in the general hospital area. So we've already got traction. I think they would just look at that and say, ah, oh, that market's taken care of. Right. Um, and there's a lot of markets that are available. So I think the key is getting onto your, your little regional market and then defending it and becoming the dominant one there. Uh, I, these, these marketplaces, they work with network effects. So once someone's in there and established, it's pretty hard to unseat them. We were talking about uh, scale before we started uh, the podcast and how, how, what are your challenges now scaling this and growing? Um, I think the biggest challenge will be recruiting spot owners themselves just because there's really no good way to reach out to a large number of them uh, i mean you can do social media marketing but i think a bit of our pitch while we're small and unestablished has to be face to face and we need to be talking to consumers and there's just a limit to the amount of doors you can knock on um, i think as we grow I think each city we'll launch in will be successively easier than the previous one. So we'll get the experience and we'll now have a bit of a brand. I feel like you're more likely to sign up for uh, taking an Uber for a ride, knowing that they operate in 500 other cities than, mm -hmm. if, than if you were city number one. Yeah, yeah. Are you, um, will you be looking at things like the stadium parking here at, in Regina? gone back and forth on this um i do think there is an opportunity to help out with stadium parking the other side of the question is that there's only like 
six more home games in 2017. Yeah. Uh, so is it kind of worth the on-the-ground effort to set it up there versus trying to be elsewhere? Mm-hmm. And if we don't make a big push in 2017, we will most likely make a big push next year as we've kind of set up our neighborhoods in a few of the different cities in Western Canada. So as a uh, client, um, how do I, how do, how do I, if I just hear about you in the media, can I just go on the app and join in or? Yep. Um, so we are fully live on Apple's app store. So we have an iOS product out that's available today. Uh, just check the app store, search off street, one word, and that's us. Um, if you're interested in learning more about us, you can check out our website, which is just offstreet.ca or, uh, like follow us on Facebook. We try to do updates on there it's just off street parking. Uh, pretty simple, but yeah, we, we are totally live with Apple. We're working on Android, but it is not live today. And are you, um, are you, uh, searching for capital or are you interested in that kind of thing? Or is it just going to be the two of you and we'll see how it goes? Um, so we're, uh, I don't want to phrase it incorrectly. We're in the preliminary stage of searching for capital and we've started building a network with, tech entrepreneurs in Saskatchewan that will definitely help us when we seek to actually raise some money. Yeah. But as of today, we're not really in any discussions formally. Okay. And what kind of lessons have you learned doing this over the last year? Um, I think, so what I've learned in terms of, so the software industry and the tech industry in general, I think the companies that succeed, um, whether that's Google, Apple, Facebook, whatever, the one commonality they all have is that they've built a product that consumers love. I think that's like almost the only thing they all have in common, but all the big ones do have that. Uh, whether or not, like we probably use Google every day, multiple times without even realizing we're using it. People check Facebook compulsively without even realizing it. Um, Apple, I mean, a lot of people have iPhones and love them as a product. Uh, so I do think the number one thing you need to do if you're building software uh, is build something that people love. What does that mean? Well, I think it has to solve a problem. That's a big part of it. If something replaces an old way of doing something in a much more efficient solution and it's easy to use and user-friendly, people generally like that. I know our drivers, they were really pumped with our beta version in March because the alternative for them sucked. So we didn't have to make an awesome product for them to fall in love with us. We really needed something that was just functional. And as we grow and get the product better, I think we can bring more people on. So I'm one of the horrible Android users that uh, can enjoy your product. Have you, have you, uh, how much has design played into the development of this? That's a good question. Um, design is really important in software. Uh, I think you should be designing something that is simple and easy to use. I kind of uh, jokingly say, like, you should build it for your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you want something that is not complicated. It's just a, as, as few taps as possible, but it does what it's supposed to do, and it's reliable. I think that's probably the way you should go. And have you gone that way? We've tried to. I mean, it's, it's not perfect by any means, uh, but... When we, when we look at design and, and building product, that's like a, a key part of my framework for making decisions. And how do you do it? Like how is, how do you, are you testing that ongoing or getting feedback or? Yeah, we try to talk to users as much as we can. And once we figure out um, what is the specific use that they're looking for, uh, well, how can we do that in as few steps as possible? And that's as easy to use. Excellent. So um, 
I, I have nothing else to ask you. It's been fantastic to meet you, and I'm uh, super excited about your product. I think that's uh, it's it's really cool to see, and I wish you guys all the best. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And once again, how can people get a hold of you or Kyle or Off Street? Probably the easiest way is message us on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, Facebook, search Off Street Parking. That's us. Shoot us a message. Um, like us, follow us. You can also go to our website, which is just offstreet.ca, and there's a contact us form in there and send us an email. And uh, we'd love to talk. So, Thank you again. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah.